another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And a very warm welcome to it. Yes, it's that time of the week where the two blondes on separate parts of the world have a fabulous chat about what's great and good about South Africa for people who are living here and people abroad. Of course, it's sapeople.com with Jenny Baxter in Antibes. And we have a special guest in studio with us today. Oh, we have a politician, Jenny. We're going to have some fun, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like the rose amongst the thorns. (laughs) (laughs) Darren Bergman, thank you for coming in and joining us today. It's so lovely to have somebody who comes into the studio. And he was saying, Jen, that there's only two blondes. He needed a third one. We should have brought in Claire Johnson. (laughs) Claire would have loved that. I didn't see her. Uh, she would have done it. I didn't see her on my walk this morning, so unfortunately I didn't get a chance. Otherwise, I'd have told her to come in and have a look and say hi. There's always a second show. Yeah, but the, I think we should get him on on a, on a kind of every second month basis when he's not running around the country because, of course, he is the what the shadow minister for the DA for international relations. Is that right? That's right. And cooperation. And cooperation, whatever that is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's weird that they, it's ironic that they put that in the name of South Africa, international relations and cooperation. I don't think we've cooperated with anyone except for Russia at the moment. In, in the oh, <laughs> let's not go there about that. That is just so yeah. terrible. Although I would I like it. to know, is, is there any chance that South Africa might change its stance? Well, you know, there's been this outcry at the moment with the ambassador of Ukraine in South Africa and uh, Durko and the president. The president is yet to make the call to the ambassador, uh, to the president of Ukraine. You know, they said that we would try and mediate between the president and both presidents. So we've spoken to President Putin. We're yet to speak to the president of Ukraine. So the ambassador of Ukraine in South Africa has made a really, really great uh, statement here saying, you know, Durka, you've been making mm. the statements and she can't talk directly to the president. She has been asking the president to please um, set up, asking the Durka to please set up this meeting with the president so that there can be this dialogue, which as of yesterday, through the media, through Twitter, turned into what what uh, became you know this hopefully what will become some form of conversation and bilateral uh, conversation but when it comes to South Africa I think we remain shameless now we're bringing in Israel into this conversation and Palestine um, into what you know is basically trying to justify our decision which is you know unjustifiable at this stage mm. Yeah. They're on the side of Darth Vader, whereas we're all the sweetness and light, but I think it's time for the lightsabers to come out, quite frankly. Yeah. What makes you think that I like Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Darren, you know, you know, I, I, Mal, I'm sure you know, but I've worked with Darren trying to rescue thousands of, or hundreds, sorry, let's not exaggerate. No, it did turn into no, it thousands. Was thousands, actually, Jen. Thousands, yeah, of South Africans yeah, around thousands. the world. And, and, and so for me, Darren Bergman will always be, a real hero for South Africans abroad. Um, thank you, Darren. And I well, thought Jen, just, just this week, um, I think you just helped some people in Pakistan get back to South Africa. What what was that about? You know, it gets hard because, I, you know, part of my job is to actually do this. Um, it's weird on what we get called to do, from drug pardons to getting people out of prison. Um, in this specific story, Four family members were caught in uh, Pakistan where the security had questioned them and their passports. And what, what they'd found is that, uh, they, the, 
the security believed that the one person was not who he said he was in the passport. And then by the time he was finally convinced that he was the person on the passport, the the airplane had already left. And no one was willing to actually take responsibility for, you know, for these four children, basically. And um, the airline wasn't interested. The security wasn't interested. And basically, they were told, well, they can speak to the embassy, which is in uh, Afghanistan, they said. Uh, so, yeah, you know, to cut a long story short, of course, we had to intervene. And I must say, though, we work with Durko, and we work very closely with officials in Durko. So it's not it's not just the DA thing. We do work with Durko, and that's when Durko, without the politics and everything, we do work well together outside the media, and we do get things done. Is, is that difficult? Like, you know, because obviously you guys would rather win the next election. So on one hand, it looks good for you when, you know, Durko fails. But on the other hand, for the sake of South Africans, and I know that you do care about South Africans, you kind of want to work together and make things work. Well, I mean, like same with you, the Ukraine war. I mean, this is terrible. On the first day... Our team almost came together again, as Haley Reichardt wrote in a great open letter. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got the ambassador who's supposed to be worried about trying to get South Africans out of Ukraine. And he has this group being formed again, almost what we rely on as the dream team. And he sees my name on it. And he's worried about the politics. Yeah. You know, he's worried about seeing my name. And he wants... Uh, it's either him or me, basically, is what he's saying on the group. You know, that uh, either I remove my name from the group or he's going to remove his name. Yeah. And in a conversation, I removed my name because I had a conversation with him. And uh, I was sitting at a restaurant and I had a friend listening to the conversation. And I said to him, but, you know, we are saving people here. We're not wearing political shirts. So we're not going to say, to, I doubt the person's going to say to us, um, before he gets rescued, well, who's saving us? Is it the DA or is it the ANC or is it? And he yeah. says, no, but you know how the country mm. is. And I said, I think, Andre, you'd find that the country is not worried at this stage because during this um, home away from home that you speak of, we worked actually with the minister's office. We worked with Durko. We worked very closely with everyone, as you would know, Jen, you know, that there was this close relationship. We were all, you know, working together. And uh, he still was resolute on the fact that it was either him or me. And eventually I said, look, you know what, do what you want. And to this day I hold that it was these ladies, the Kim Kerrs of this world, the the Lorraines of this world, Lorraine Bro, that Haley, it was up to them that that, uh, these over 200 students were rescued. You know, Durko was still asking them for lists. Durko was still asking them... They had to tell Durko, the prescribed to them that people could leave if they had positive COVID because they could leave under these conditions. So, you know, if we had just worked together, we could have done this quicker. Yeah. We could have made it, you know. But this is the thing that is that people don't work together in this country anymore. Okay. There is no spirit of Ubuntu. And this is what we were all looking forward to so much back in 1994, sitting there and thinking, great, we've got everybody coming together. Let's make a country great. And all that's happened is it's been dragged down into the, well, I won't say the swamp, but actually swamps. There yeah. we go. Especially with all the rain that's happening. Well, with the rain that's the coming, exactly right. And we are going to discuss that and how people can get involved. In, in helping with that. We saw that during the COVID was the first example where the president started with the right call. He brought in all the opposition leaders mm. and said, this is what we're going to do. And then from there, 
all these conspiracy theories about this leader's broken trust here and this leader's broken. There was none of that from our side, mm-hmm. uh, although they accused us of it. It just seemed like everyone wanted to take a rugby ball and run with it to their own trial line. Mm-hmm. You know, no one really wanted to cooperate. And exactly as you say, you know, that that comes to this, um, I'm not working with him or I'm not going to work with him. And no one actually sees the bigger picture mm-hmm. um, when it comes to <laughs> the greater good is actually the country. Put the country first and then worry about everything later. The bigger picture here was COVID. You know, it was nothing. This transcended every political party. We had to actually work together here. To this day, there are stars, and I cannot name them, which is sad, because there are individuals that keep on saving and rescuing people to this day, bring them back from over the border, Mm. because they wake up at 2 in the morning, they're responsive to emails, they are. They care about people, and the sad thing is, we cannot recognise them because they're going to get. You know, they, they, this is a risk to their job. But there are the positives. There are those people out there who are helping. You are really doing some amazing work, as Jenny has said. And I know well, she's got a, a lot more questions. <laughs> it's it's, it, it, that's the thing is working us together as a team. And I think that Team South Africa shouldn't just apply to things that are going to the Olympics. It has to be all of us. And that's where Jenny and I are always like every single week saying, come on, guys, we've got to pull together. We've got to find the good stories. We've got to get out there and we've got to like Well, you guys have a big part to play. I mean, you really do. And you play it very well. The positive stories are exactly… What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Well… Hey, Garen, just to quickly finish with Ukraine, though, are all the South Africans who wanted to be out of Ukraine, are they now all out? No. There's documentary issues and documentation issues. Um, there's a handful of people that are still not rescued. Uh, can you believe? I must just say the new director general is communicative and he is um, speaking to people. So that's a positive. Well, let's just smile and that's wave. Great. Let's just smile and wave. <laughs> well, talking about that, I mean, I just wanted to go on. We did touch on to the, the floods and I mean, we're just smiling and waving about penguins and things like that. And I tell you what, Jenny, you are like, I think you'd be quite ha- happy that you're not back in your hometown with all the floods that have been going on. Oh, I mean, it's just goodness. been absolutely horrendous. A lot of my friends back there have been sending photos and videos. Oh. I mean, one bright side photo is, you know, the stadium in Durban, um, Moses Madbida. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dawn Rouse took a photo of it from a, from a jetty looking back, you know, so you've got the sea, which is really rough in the foreground, and you've never seen the stadium so clean. Um, it's just <laughs> been really washed bright, bright white. But otherwise, the photos and everything's devastating. And I, I think yeah. um, 59 people confirmed to have lost their lives so yeah, far, thousands so displaced. And, and so like Mal said just now, for anybody out there, you know, and particularly people with dollars and pounds, please, um, you can help by going to Facebook's crisis relief page. You can go to Gift of the Givers. Of course, they are, uh, you know, as usual, involved. Working hard. Yeah. And um, and President Ramaphosa is there today, as I'm sure Darren knows, investigating. As Jen says, Gift of the Givers, I mean, I, I, there's also a group on Facebook where it's the um, KZN floods. And people are just putting on there, how can I help? And this is where I'm saying people will pull together, but even if it, but let's take it a little bit further than just the next couple of days. This is going to be something which is going to take a while to come back from. So on the long going process, where is the best place to put your help? Look, if you're in KZN, I would say, please don't be on the roads if you don't have to. Let emergency services work there. 
thing, you know, let them do their thing. But there's also, you know, the elements of uh, of personal effect being washed away in that, you know, where, people have got nothing. we can collect that or, or, or salvage mm. uh, some of that stuff. That's, uh, you know, I would like to think that there's a central point. Uh, Moses Mabida might even be that, you know, where, where the central point where things could be collected. And, uh, you know, people could still identify memories or, uh, mem- you know, things that yeah. were of sense, you know. Um, sentimental value. Sentimental yeah. value. But when it comes outside the province, you know, the first three or four days, obviously it's the adrenaline rush and everything. And people are still picking up the pieces and trying to work out what's what. A lot of it is is not, you know, it's not helpful for people to transcend the area and to start trying to do and interfere. That's when you start the outside collection points are probably more helpful, you know, where the religious groups or businesses could probably set up their own collection points. And the things that would probably be important at that stage would be the blankets, mm. the clean drinking waters, the the easy-to-make foods that, uh, you know, that last a long time. So, mm. the you know, the pastas or the rices or the, the millipups, you know, you probably want um, – Warmth things that would keep you warm in there. So the blankets, are, I suppose, would probably. We'll have to get Carolyn Stain on board, although no, she's in an isolation at the moment. Ooh. But we can. I'm sure we can get a message through to her yeah. you know, from 67 blankets because I mean, she, of course, she just got um, the knighthood from France as well, which is oh, great. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I know there's a lot of places and do good um, organisations yeah. online that are saying if you can, you know, you take like an old coffee bottle and you fill it up with like some rice and split peas and lentils and a stock cube and everything so all that needs to be added to it is like some hot water and you leave it and it makes meal a meal for four people because it gets cooked so if you can do that if you see that i mean it costs nothing to do that even if you put it into like plastic bags which you can go and take and then they can put it into a pot somewhere so that's the small things we can do (laughs) i must just say and it's it's just actually caught my attention now because you and i were talking about the the three religions that are transcending on Friday. Yeah, into how's this Pesach, Easter, and Ramadan all at the same time? So That's with the unusual. so with the Jewish one, we celebrate the ten plagues. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going through them: fire, <laughs> uh, locusts, uh, 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 floods. You know, South Africa is probably we're, we're going the, through all of we're them. We're in biblical yeah. land at the moment. Uh, uh, your suburb, um, uh, our suburb, yeah, yeah. Your... But I just want to bring the story of Cape Town and Midvale there. And I just want to talk about the broken window quickly because that's quite an interesting story. Mm. And I'm, I'm hoping this is where the three metros in um, Gauteng go because if you look at our leader of our party at this point in time and the premier of Gauteng, our leader is probably in charge of more – actually, not probably he is – in charge of more municipalities and more you know, more municipalities and metros than mm. our premier. And the, he's got six and the premier's got two. Um mm. If we look at the Cape Town and Midvale story, what started out as the city doing X, Y, and Z, so like small, small things, but low-hanging fruits, painting the roads, fixing potholes as quickly as they could before they became eyesores, mm. uh, quick turnaround times to complaints, the ones that they could uh, affect quick turnarounds too, that were possible, they had the budget to do that. What we started seeing was that the residents started taking care of their own gardens, their own pavements, and the suburb. Mm. So litter, uh, lighting, uh, trash, these were the kind of things that 
where the resident was in control of their own environment, mm. they started taking care of their own environment. Whereas before, they would... Sit there and go, well, the city's not doing it, so I'm not going to exactly do anything. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd find that uh, there was, you know, tins all over, papers all over, because that's the ground that the city had left as well. It mm. was the legacy being left aside. And that what happened was the budget, less of a budget was required to run the city because the citizens were doing their share as well. Yeah. And I think Joburg's going to get, and the other metros are hopefully going to get to a point where the residents are also going to say, but hang on a second, you know, maybe we don't have to, maybe if we cut these trees, uh, people aren't going to come steal copper piping, mm. uh, copper wiring here because people will be able to see them if they were. Or people aren't going to, you know, the, the trees aren't going to, if we cut our trees, they're not going to break the water piping infrastructure yeah. because people are going to, you know, be taking care of our suburb. And that's where I hope we get to that point. It's, let's call it a break-even point where the city and the residents meet each other. We have to do mm. our civic duty. This is something that I grew up with my parents yeah. saying. You need to look after your verge. Sure, yeah. It's not your property, but, you know, look after it. Make that's it neat. It. If you've got any pride, that's then get it. out there. And I think everybody just needs to. And that's why I love that whole story of the cabbage bandit. Okay, so he was, sure, he wasn't growing roses. He was growing cabbages. But he was doing a twofold thing there. He was using property which was just being left barren, and he was helping other people. Correct. So everybody needs to get on board with that. Sorry, this yeah. Melanie on her positivity. <laughs> It's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, and so that's that's where I just, I just think that our service delivery. I admit, you know, we're not getting bang for buck as residents, but I'm just saying that I also, mm. you know, somewhere along the line, I hope through education, we can just bring about this marriage between residents and and politicians and the city, the, this this joint venture, and then we'd get to a point where this harmony. You, but people have to know their counsellor. Yeah. They have to know that they can speak to their counsellor, but then they have to know what their counsellor is responsible for. <laughs> well, my counsellor and I have a very kind of tenuous relationship, <laughs> but he's my MP, so that's, that's even more problematic. <laughs> but we we, we got counsellors that get phoned for wedding advice for um, – uh, Helen Zilla, by the way, used to get phoned for that as well. Wedding um, advice. Everything. Relationship advice. Helen would get no phoned way. at You're 10 joking. o'clock at night. She'd answer, she'd answer her phone. And, in fact – um, her children used to call her the mayor and her husband the mayonnaise. <laughs> but, but she would. She would literally answer her phone to anyone. No she way. was that that's accessible. Amazing. And that's the kind of thing. That's what brought the coalition together. Who wrote together. her tweets? She did. Did she actually she do did. it? I thought she had somebody who was doing it. She was, she was responsible. She was the first Donald Trump. And I mean that nasty. <laughs> <day>. um, <laughs> Sorry, because Helen. She grew. She grew her tweetership to where it was. And her book on work, you know, workshop. Yeah. I, I think she's she's leading the way. She's pioneering the way and saying this Twitterverse is is manufactured a lot of the time. Mm. You know that uh, you can say what you think, and who's anyone else to challenge your your thought line? You can debate it in a responsible way, but the day you suppress your free your Absolutely. your freedom, your freedom of, speech. of speech. Yeah. The exact thing that Helen's been fighting for. You cannot you cannot take Helen's legacy of fighting racism and the history of um, 60 years of fighting mm-hmm. racism and all of a sudden call her a racist now because of uh, a, one tweet and well, try and make her now a racist because on Twitter you've got a Twitter handle. That I you have been to Singapore. 
<laughs> That's well, all I'm going to say. Helen, I'm coming for you and I dance better. <laughs> hey, and, and, and with South African expats, did you see that Elon Musk just almost joined the Twitter board? So he would have, but, but it's interesting that he decided not to and him being the biggest shareholder, I think 9.2% is the largest share anybody has in Twitter. He could actually maybe have more control not being on the board. So. Interesting. So hopefully yeah. he listens to you because he is very pro. You know, he often says on Twitter, I don't agree with you, but I agree to your right to express yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, I, so. Listen, me and Twitter aren't, uh, I, I just don't get Twitter very well. You know, like I, I just think that it's ruined so many careers. You know, that well, it, I just think it's full of twits and that's yeah. why I left the <laughs> yeah. I really, I got so irritated with people who were like keyboard warriors and I, I just said, well, come and meet with me and they would never Yeah, exactly. That. There's so many bots. It's yeah. just... Uh... Well, that's what Elon said. He said, you know, look at the top 10 people on Twitter and they've only posted once in the last year, you know, that it's just not what it appears to be. And he even said this week, you know, is Twitter dead? But... I don't, I don't think know it because is. I, I will go I and, and have a look at um, James Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I love James Blunt. Have you seen how he trolls people on, on what they're so horrible about him? He's fantastic. I love him. Well, look at the Senza Miyue case, the documentary on Netflix. Yeah. A very musty, musty documentary, please. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you might, I'm sure it's another Mandy Wiener book on its way. Right. Well, now that we state, we've talked about the state of the nation oh. and how, how Darren is so fantastic about actually um, one question, last question before we go into like the good news, which is happening all over the place. I thought we were talking good this news. This is good news, but I'm talking about like the happy news. So we talk different between good news and happy news. Are embassies, first of all, are they losing staff or are they getting staff? And how do people, if they can't get hold of the embassies, I mean, who would they get hold of? What would be their next port of call? Look, we're actually closing down embassies. And it's a good call. We've asked for embassies to be closed down because we had the second biggest footprint next to America. And I think that started during the days of Nelson Mandela when I think every country, it was the fashion to want us on mm. the international stage. <laughs> now I don't think we're the fashion. I think many countries would actually like us to pack our bags and... Darth Vader, do yeah. not come to our shores. Thank you very much. Yeah, so Go and fight your universe somewhere else. We've actually taken the decision to close uh, 10 of our missions... Um, which is, as I say, a good call. The 10 missions that we've chosen, some of them are questionable, mm. and we'll probably continue that exercise. So this we're actually well, right. going to launch our scorecard. Uh, we do an annual DA abroad, mm. and the DA launch a scorecard, and Jane, you'll, be, oh, you'll be one of the first to know about it. Okay, great. We haven't done it yet. Um, we are in the process of planning it, so mm. we're hoping to rope in two uh, ex-ambassadors from uh, who were members of the DA to help us with the uh, key performance indicators. And also, you know, obviously for for people overseas, getting a passport is a struggle and, and takes at least six months, whereas in South Africa, it's super quick in less than two weeks. So Five days it took us to get our passports renewed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, and it's working how it should work. So, mm. so Only so, if you go there, though. Don't try and do it online. Okay. So, so yeah. well, or yeah. through the bank. No, don't do anything online. Just go straight there. <laughs> but, go but, straight to your, your Department of Home Affairs office. Okay, so now, as I said, we're going to go on to some happy news. All right. <laughs> Is that a better one for you? Happy news? <laughs> um, that there's a new Am I getting of... a second wife? <laughs> 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 
No, you can't have a second one. <laughs> he, wants a, he wants a second and a third and a fourth. Okay, he wants you, me, and Claire Johnson. Greedy boy, this one. Okay, I know where you. Well, no, I don't know where boy. he lives. He knows where I live. I'm going to have to behave myself. <laughs> okay, so the good news is is that there's a new pack of endangered African wild dogs which have been successfully released in Chlui Umfulosi, which I hope hasn't been as annihilated by the rain. Now, Jen, have you ever been into the Umfulosi? Oh, so many times. I lived near okay, there. Well, I, I was yeah. so lucky at one stage, and it was the last walk that Maktobu did. Is that Remember? Ian Player? Ian Player and Maktobu was the old guy that used to go. The oh. one that went overseas with his, his um, poiki, and they, they didn't, didn't know what to make of it when he went overseas because he was still going to cook in his poiki. Oh. And he didn't speak Zulu to any I mean, uh, English to anybody else except me, which Ian Player was like, why is he speaking English to you? <laughs> I said, because I tried to speak Zulu to him, and he realized I'm really bad. Um, <laughs> and I was worrying about his one little calf that didn't look very well when we went to go and fetch him. So I did his very last walk with him in the Um oh, Folozi, wow. and it was just unbelievable. And seeing white rhino coming around the corner with tusks out here. And I mean, it was just phenomenal with these two stalwarts of the, the wilderness trail. And I was there with um, Andrew Muir as well, who's from the wilderness leadership school. And that, that whole thing was just, it's something that's indelibly etched on my brain. And I'm like so glad because I love wild dogs and I've been very worried about them. And I know there's so much um, emphasis placed on elephants and rhinos and cheetahs and Lions and tigers and, and not tigers. Yeah. That's John Varty. Um, <laughs> leopards. But yeah, and, and the wild dogs. And the wild dogs are, I think, Southern Africa's most endangered carnivore. Yep. And we've only got yep. like 650 in South Africa. And this is a beautiful story. It's on SA People, and it's really beautiful. How well, it's not beautiful. It's tragic. But how the boys landed up on their own. And how the girls landed up on their own. And then through human intervention, they've put them together, created this pack, but they were so clever with scents and everything to, mm, to, to wow. get them to fall in love sort of with each other. And now they've, they've successfully placed them. So I must say, um, when I met Dr. Player and I was so privileged to meet him, but uh, after working with him for a while, he sent me a gift. He sent me a picture of Gary Player, autographed picture of Gary Player. Oh, that's so wonderful. I wrote to him and I said, I'm so disappointed in this gift. <laughs> because I want a picture of you. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> I, said, I, was, I said, I wanted an autograph of you. <laughs> my best was when people used to say, are you Gary Player's brother? He said, no, Gary Player's my brother. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was phenomenal. He was so humble. You know, he's such a humble gentleman, you know. And we, we had so, so, I got an autographed book of his, and that was my proud, one of my proudest, cherished uh, treasures. I was actually getting something from him. Yeah, um, that is and we, we don't have gen, we don't have, we don't have wildlife conservationists like that anymore, you know. We, no. Wait, know, my child's coming into it. My I'm child met, will take yeah, over. True. Watch. Yeah. Mm. Um, I met Ian Player when I was, when I was in Matrek, and, and obviously we just took it for granted because we were at school there, and, um, but, uh, it's when I had my first, we, we had like a three night thing, you know, where you're going to the toilet and the long drops and all that. And there was this gorgeous French driver and he gave us girls all a galoise to smoke on. <laughs> 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 that was the highlight. 
But yeah, in retrospect, <laughs> of course, Ian Player was that was the highlight, and was, he is a, highlight, was a legend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a legend, absolutely. So thinking about conservation, we're, we're going to keep this is a big thing for me, conservation, yes, and so it's yes, a big thing yes. for all of us, and that's one thing that we can also all work towards, not we just must. thinking about the rhinos. We must. Okay, we must. Um, but talking on conservation, of course, now South Africa, Africa's first cultivated beef burger. Now I'm just wondering, how much is it like actual meat? Because would I be able to eat it if I have gout? When you're not allowed to re- eat red meat, probably That's not. What I want to know. Probably not because probably not it because is of cultivated. The will be high. Yeah, it's yeah. cultivated. So the so the the tissue cells from a wild roaming animal in a sanctuary are taken, and mm. that is cultivated. So 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 its essence is tissues it's from from a, from meat. Yeah. And, the and whole then, thing for me is very weird. Although it makes a lot so of sense. So is it vegan friendly? Because you're not hurting no. any. No, uh, it's not vegan friendly. Because you're not hurting. You're not you're hurting. Not hurting. It's, still, it's still an animal product. Yeah. It's initially, it's initialized. It's like you can't eat figs if you're vegan because there are wasps that die inside the figs because it's an inside well, out what's flower. What's dying because of that? Oh, honey. You can't eat honey. Well, honey, you can't vegan. have honey because it's a product of animals. If you're vegan, oh, it's nothing it's to do with animals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So but, no, it's um, not vegan. What I do like about this cultivated meat in South Africa, and it's, it's the first in Africa, I believe, is um, that they're making it all very bri friendly. <laughs> so I think it's, sausages <laughs> are coming next. <laughs> what would life be without a bri? <laughs> exactly. So we haven't been able to bri much lately with all this rain. It's re- Although Cape Town, we keep on sending messages down to Cape Town saying, Oi, you can have your weather back. Can we have ours, please? Because they're having a fantastic time down there. No, and we we're got- not. We lost Parliament in a bra. We're not having a fantastic <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm talking about the Cape Townians with their weather. But <laughs> I look for good news in things like um, what I like, I mean, what you've got coming up on sapeople.com next week, which is about the Meerkat Radio Telescope, because I love... Oh. Star Wars, stars, yes, you know, that yes, thing. So, Jen, tell us a Melanie, bit more about that story. I am your father. <laughs> Luke. It's a good thing I didn't have a son and call him Luke. Hey? <laughs> Luke Sky. <laughs> tell us about the television. Oh. Well, I'm not going to tell you because you need to read it when it comes up. But it's basically that they've discovered this huge, like, like, um, laser in outer space that, um, is really a lot of, 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 galaxies colliding sure. so they say it's like a cosmic um vuvuzela um and yeah and that's the south africans that have found it along with experts from 12 other countries who are in south africa that's where the hawk the herald angels is going to come from <laughs> <laughs> i immediately had that vision of the, of the heavenly angels blowing their trumpets very loudly <laughs> and, and, wow that and, is amazing though yeah it is amazing and it's and it's kind of helping answer questions about the evolution of our cosmos of of the world yeah, yeah. that's so, amazing yeah all I'm happening in the, the crew <laughs> wow the Karoo, and, and you know, it, as I have said, I have got to get down there. I have not you, been to uh, Sutherland. Definitely. And I know that um, I want to go and do one of the Tanqua Caminos um, that they have down there. It's a walk. It's like a 200 and something kilometer walk over 10 days. Uh, I just have to try and get foot fit, which is the most important thing. But I haven't been. How many days? 10 days. 10 did days. You You'd walk about 25 k's a day. And I can't even drive <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I want to go and do that because, I mean, it's the one area of South Africa I have not been to, and I'm dying to go to Sutherland. I want to go and see the salt, and I want to, now with this Meerkat radio telescope, I mean, I'm just sitting and thinking, I could just go star hopping. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Be amazing. <laughs> Things to do. Bucket list. Yes. Bucket yeah. list thing to do. Yeah. And invite Darren. 
invite Doug. Is that, but you're going to have to walk. And know Claire. that. I'll drive behind you. He's going to drive behind me. He'll be my personal bodyguard. <laughs> I have my own MP. <laughs> Don't mess with me. So, Jen, yeah, I mean, let's, let's find good news. And, Darren, we hope that you're going to keep on sending us good news about stuff that your party is doing and also how the spirit of cooperation may be actually improving with the various parties. I know there's been so many fractals and people leaving and this, that. And, I mean, I've, I've been very disappointed with some of the people who have left the DO over the years and gone off to do their own thing. And I'm kind of like going, yeah, you get your name made by doing that and now you want to do your own party. And I don't see them doing very much, to be honest. And although I did have a lot of faith in them, I still give them a hard time on Facebook when they put mm-hmm. stuff up. I'm like, right, really? Show me where. Show me where. Long and I think all of lost. us, I think all of us need to be doing that. We need to be more involved. We need to be sitting there and saying, show us what you're doing. Be transparent. Show me the money. Let us, yeah. Show me the money and, let, and show us how we can help as well. I think that's the most important thing. Hey, talking about show me the money. Sorry. I know we're leaving now. I have been wondering how Tom Cruise is doing because, you know, he was in Ladysmith and, and there've been the terrible floods there now. So it must have affected filming. But, of course, it's the least important of everything. But I just couldn't help. <laughs> well, that's still it. good news. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Should I go, should I go and take a, a – I'll go on a mission impossible to go and find him. I'll go and get one of my helicopters. That's <laughs> yeah. a good idea. And come in and find him. But I do wonder what that's done for tourism figures. I mean, the oh, fact that people are celebrity, celebrities are there in yeah. a small town. And when that movie comes out and people are going to see the spectacular South African footage – you know, mm. I, I think it's going to do a lot. People are going to want to head over to SA. Yeah. 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 I Thanks, can't wait. Tom. Okay, so I, I will give you a report back if I manage to kind of like sneak off into the bush somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I know where he is. Still. Oh, oh, oh send you? Me, have you got the GPS coordinates? Oh, I forget them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, send them to me. I will go in, under the cover of night. If I had uh, to how trail… How much time have we got now? Lady Smith's what, four hours away? You know, the, the thing is, is I had to trail Val Kilmer around in the bush… I remember that. When we were shooting on The Ghost in the Darkness. I had to look after him. I ended up being his PA as well as being a second, second assistant director on The Ghost in the Darkness. So it was quite a thing with me kind of like leopard crawling behind him so he couldn't see. I was stalking him (laughs) to make sure where I knew where he was going because I had the first AD going, Mel, where's Val? I'm like, he's in the bathroom, sir. All right. And two minutes later, Mel, where's Val? (laughs) He's still in the bathroom, sir. Okay. Is he, is he on the, he's on his own. It's a fine. I'm, I'm outside. I'm, I've got it all under control. Two minutes later, Melbourne, would you like me to go in there and hold it for him, sir? Yeah, that's one of those things. <laughs> so no, I won't quite do that to Tom, though. I promise. I know I'm a bit odd, but I'm not that odd. <laughs> but we'll, we'll give you a report back next week when Jen and I come and join you again on sapeople.com. In the interim, of course, don't forget, get along and go and check out the website. Get on to Facebook. Go and share your good news stories. And of course, your pictures. We would love to see what you've been doing and how you've been helping others and how you think that, what do we call you? Council, uh, member you of parliament. Me Darren. No, member. <laughs> the honorable member over here. And we can't call him the one that other people would say with a DH. Um, it's DA, not DH. <laughs> say how he can actually, what you think he can do to, to help as well. Because, um, you know, he's very, very, as you can see, affable. Yeah, and he needs even more feedback. <laughs> well, thank not, you very much for having me. Well, ladies, it. thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, no, I really have enjoyed this. So. Yes. Thanks, Darren. Well, it was divine Please let me come you. back again. <laughs> you can come back whenever you want. Just say, hey, I'm in town. To. Are you and Jen ready to chat? I'll tell you what's going on. We'd love to do that. Well done. Jen, 
always wonderful to see your absolutely beautiful face. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you. Thanks, Mal. And, mm, and to everybody else who's out there listening and watching, please give us your stories. We really need all that positivity as much as possible. Take good care. We'll catch up with you again really soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.